What's up, guys? I'm Sean Lights Out Merriman, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolt Podcast. Thanks for listening. Here's what's coming up this week on the Charged Up Bolt Podcast. Mate, it's the Staley Factor, isn't it? And the Herbert Factor combined. It was the mesh that we were excited about this offseason. I mean, some of us thought it would be a sophomore slump and need to eat our hats. That's what good teams do. Good teams put away bad teams easily. Hello and welcome back to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. I'm your guy, Adadroid Airs, hashtag Audible Chocolate, and I'm here in the Herbert Hangar. And this podcast, we're going to review and preview all the latest and greatest in Chargers news. Joining me today are my esteemed colleagues from across the pond. How are we doing, Bez? Oh, mate, it's the dream. I'm buzzing. I'm in a great mood. You know, Boris is about to lock us down here. The world's ending, but the Chargers won, so that's all that matters. Love to hear it. Love to feel it. Okay. And from the uh, apparently unbashed, unabashed positivity of Elliot Bermudez, we go back to my boy, John Waz Jr. How's it going, Waz? All good, mate. I can smell. What's that smell? W. Yes. I can smell victory. We're going to roll those Chiefs on the back of a, a nice little comfortable win on Sunday night. Feeling very optimistic. I think we're all in Bolt Nation feeling very optimistic. I'm obviously charged up and ready to go. This is an exciting time. We've won two, two in a row, or on the kick, on the boot. What do you what do you guys say over there? Two, two on the bounce. Two on the bounce. Two on the bounce. Okay, two on the bounce. Okay. So we've got two on the bounce. We've got two good wins in a row, two dominant wins in a row, if mm-hmm. you ask me, which is really not uh not, not sure how to handle that. I actually got a text message from my good buddy. Uh and he was like, hey, I don't know how to handle this game when we're we're easily ahead and there's no chance of us losing for an entire game. And I said, I don't know either. I'm just waiting for the refs to come out with some sort of obscure rule to disqualify us or something. Because it's just it's it's odd for the Chargers to be to be have two really big wins in a row like this and look comfortable in their skin. So, you know, what what do we think is the, uh, is the reasoning for these two dominant wins? Not just the not just level of competition. Uh, obviously, the Giants aren't exactly a great team, but the Bengals are, are a hot team. They're a team who's been up and down as well. That wasn't necessarily an easy win. So, Bez, I'll start with you. What do you think has been the contributing factor in that dominant winner of the Giants, as well as the last two game uh, win streak we're on? Mate, it's the Staley factor, isn't it? And the Herbert factor combined. It was the mesh that we were excited about this offseason. We, we, you know, some of us thought it was going to be a sophomore slump and need to eat our hats. Uh, it's just not happening. He's just an absolutely fantastic QB. And the big thing I'm excited about, we, we, we knew about Herbert. We knew about what he could do and he's delivering He's being backed up by a head coach. And the most exciting thing is that there were big holes in our team earlier in the season. There were problems. We were giving up run after run, just, just being dominated. And all of a sudden, he's turned it around. You can see the difference the coaching's made, the schemes are making. Even when Derwin James isn't on the field, we're able to win those matchups. I mean, just take a look at the two things, the D-line's improvement and Michael Davis in the secondary, who had a apart from one late touchdown, had a great game. So I, I'm really thinking Staley's going to be able to just add that extra, continuously supporting Herbert with his D. It's exciting. All right, Waz, what about you? What, what do you think has been the biggest factor in the last two games? I think because the, we've had some roller coaster up and downs throughout the season, I think players now are starting to find their rhythm and some players that are coming in to fill the gaps of, of the regular starters are taking their chance. We saw that with Palmer uh, at the weekend. And I like what Bess says. I think Brandon Staley 
is really good at lifting up his players and preparing them. We get upset as Chargers fans when Herbert, you know, is getting held to um, three and four yard passes. You know, um, we get upset when Keenan Allen's not scoring uh, regularly or getting a hundred yard games. But this is the NFL. We got upset when Big Ben mounted a comeback against the Chargers. The NFL is super, super competitive. With the odd team that the the you know the, the Jets and the the, the Jaguars. Teams are going to come and play football. They play hard. They play physical. But we've got it. We've been able to get over that that hump through the difficult times. And I think there'll be another defeat on the on the road uh, on the uh, on the way uh, at some point. This way, it's just having that belief. And whilever you've got Justin Herbert under centre, that's going to give you two to three percent lift. It, it, it's it's got to mentally. It's got to. You know, I think with Philip Rivers, we saw this. He wasn't the most mobile, but he, he competed. He was a winner. He wouldn't let people sit around feeling sorry for themselves. You know, we, we talk about the fact that Chris Harris Jr. hasn't played well. But when you go behind the scenes, you listen to uh, the, the narrative, you listen to what people are saying. He's coaching people. Same with Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen's been talking to Palmer all, all season about doing the right things. And it's, I'm not going to start saying it's coming together because we're going to go on a Super Bowl run, but it, it's coming together and people are now starting to find a bit of confidence in their own ability. Joey Bosa, we're all worried about him against the Bengals. He left the game early. Then he comes and, and plays like a stud uh, against the Giants. People are starting to step up, step up to the plate. They're being held accountable and they want to play for this team. It's as simple as that. I'm sick of all this crap about Chargers not having any fans, they're boring. <laughs> go away, please. Please just go away. Because I don't care what anybody says, we've got the best quarterback in the NFL. And the other, there's one there's one sour note on this season. Forget our record, forget the ups and downs. Not one established journalist or ex-pro or coach has got the kahunas to say that Herbert is the best player in the league right now. I'm saying it. I don't care. Oh, do you know what? I don't disagree with anything you said, but did you have to throw so much shade on the Jets and the Jaguars sneaking it in halfway through? Come <laughs> <laughs> on, cool, John, what about you? You've heard, you've heard about... <laughs> I think uh, <clears throat> I think the biggest contributing factor in all of this uh, is something that you guys haven't mentioned at all, and it has nothing to do with a coach or a player. Really. There's not a single player or a single coach that has to do with what's happening right now. For me, the one thing that is the difference is time. It's just simply time. It took this team time to get together. New offensive coordinator, new defensive uh, philosophy, yeah, some new bodies in there. Uh, they needed time to gel. They needed time to figure things out. And they needed time to get healthy, some of them, right? And I think what we're seeing is the fruits of those labor. Uh, you know, there's a lot of pundits out there. I take them all with a grain of salt. All of them have good takes. All of them have bad takes. All of them have to come up with some sort of take to get that money and get that paid sponsorship ad. So, you know, I, I take them for, you know, to salt. But some of the stuff they do say is really smart. Uh, one of the guys I like to listen to, again, he's a bit of a hot, hot head, hot air guy, but uh, Colin Cowherd, he's an enjoyable listen in the morning. Um, he likes to say that, most teams, especially when they go through a major change, don't judge them until Thanksgiving. 
up until you get to about Thanksgiving, teams are still figuring new stuff out when they have a, a change in coaching coordinator, player personnel, whatever. Right. And I think that kind of has barren itself out here. I think the time together under Staley's new system, the defense is finally figuring it out. I think they're finally figuring out, Hey, where do we need to be on defense? Who, who needs to be covering where, how do we rotate in and out? Right. Uh, I, I think some, uh, some health is helping, right. You know, having Linval and Justin Jones together on that line, I think is massive. I think having the opportunity to give Bosa a little bit of help on the edge with Nuosu finally figuring it out. Uh, also, you know, some of those other guys filling in, uh, being rotational guys, I think that's also very helpful. So I think that the, for uh, all in all, I think the, the results recently have been a product of just them spending time together, learning the system, getting comfortable with it. And I'm excited to see how they put it together moving forward. Because, I mean, honestly, what we saw against the Giants, we should see that week in and week out against bad teams. That's what good teams do. Good teams put away Definitely. bad teams 100%. easily, right? And that's not that's not always been the case. The Chargers have been known to play down to their competition. That's not what happened this last weekend. That's not what happened, right? Um, they played up and elevated over their competition. So, uh, you know, obviously it was a really encouraging, really great win that I think we're all excited for. Uh, you know, that uh, nobody could – everybody – is just gushing over that Herbert throw, right? I mean, that does the throw of the year, just such an elite a thing. I mean, you've got, you know, I've got that Arlovsky guy who apparently hates Justin Herbert. He wants to talk about Joe Burrow, Matthew Stafford and said, I don't know what the heck his problem is. Maybe he's just, he I, honestly, I think he's just one of those guys who's like, look, I'm going to have, I'm going to say something about somebody else because it makes me look like a contrarian and I can, I can get a little bit extra press, whatever. Maybe he loves the hate, but I mean, trying to compare that Matthew Stafford throw. I don't know if you've seen that today. Uh, he tried to compare a Matthew Stafford throw from last night uh, to Herbert's and I'm like, yeah, that's great. Stafford did do that. But number one, he wasn't evading the pressure and about to get hit. Like, like um, Stafford was number two. Um, what the time of release from uh, Herbert's hand into the leading hands of Guyton, not the same. You can definitely see the pep and the zip on the ball that Herbert throws. And number three, look at the defenses that they're in. You had a single high safety against Stafford. He basically had his guy run around the safety, who was the only coverage there, who initially, by the way, was covering uh, one of the out routes and then had to switch over to the guy going deep. So, again, he's throwing against one safety. He threw to a side of him, whatever. That's an okay throw. Herbert had two two split high safeties lined up 15-plus yards away from the line of scrimmage. Those two guys are split there to purposely say, hey, look, you're not throwing it deep down the middle on us. It is not going to happen. And what happened? He threw a bullet, a laser between both safeties, nailed Guyton going forward, and dropped it in the basket. Guyton didn't have to do anything to catch that throw. He basically put his arms out and tried not to drop it. That's all he did. The receiver for Stafford had to come back and make a play on the ball. Again, not comparable, okay? What Justin Herbert does is just amazing, and I cannot wait to see what he does against the Chiefs, which is my professional segue into, let's talk about the Chiefs game, all right? Thursday night Ooh. football, prime time at SoFi. Chiefs, Chargers. This one, if for all intents and purposes, it's kind of for the division, right? I mean, if the Chargers win this game, they now have the season sweep on the Chiefs, meaning the Chargers would have to lose two of their last three games. That's against the hapless Houston Texans. That's against the Raiders, who have looked completely awful over the last three games, and against the Broncos at home in SoFi. Chargers versus Broncos in Denver, ugh, always sketchy. Chargers versus Broncos uh, in California, usually a much better result. So I'm predicting of those last three games, they win at least two of those three, if not three of three, meaning if they beat Kansas City, they will most likely be the AFC West division champions. That is a bonkers dream. I could not have fathomed that 
to begin the season. So my question for you guys, what's going to happen on Thursday night? Was <laughs> you don't want to listen. Uh-oh. So, <laughs> I, I, I don't know why. And it's, it's not because I hate the Chiefs more than the, the Raiders or, or Denver. But I always feel more confident when we play the Chiefs. You remember last season, I said that we'd sweep them. We almost did it. And I gave the reason for... You said a 50-burger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going for 60 this time. Okay, let's just get on to this. Look, we're going to win in overtime. Okay? But there's a twist. Mr. Hopkins is going to pull a hammy. Field goal is going to win the game. And he ain't going to kick it. Somebody's coming in. One. Somebody's coming in. Hearts are going to be stopped. There's going to be people in those stands having a freaking heart attack. Somebody's going to step up and whack that ball straight through the uprights. And it ain't going to be Mr. Hopkins. How's about that? Who's it going to be? Bring Joey Poster on. Well, you know, I was I was thinking about this on the way home from work. I need to have a really, really crazy bold state. I thought... It can't be Justin Herbert. Maybe Derwin James will come and do it. One of those two guys could probably play any position on the field. I don't know. Dan King out of nowhere. Look, I do think we're generally going to win it over time. I just got this feeling. and I thought I'd just throw a little bit of spice in there. Field goal to win the game. And it ain't going to be Hopkins. <laughs> it's, it's a spicy right. take. That's, that's that's a lot. I don't I don't even know how to react to that. I'm, I'm literally speechless speechless bez please have a little bit of more positivity and reality please because I, I don't understand what just happened right now all right okay I'll, I'll bring some reality i'll bring some 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 facts and spit out here's what i'm gonna do here let me just grab this balloon get a pin it's been popped we're getting defeated we're getting beaten the what? chiefs are gonna beat us yeah get out of here <laughs> look i just i just i think that we're gonna beat the broncos and the raiders i think our playoff path is clear and that we're going to be a wild card team the best of the rest the fifth seed in the league very likely playing uh the ravens and then the patriots as our route to the super bowl i think that is is almost nailed on um i just think at this you know we're getting better do not underestimate missing um uh, what's his name? Rashawn Slater at left tackle. Do not underestimate the fact that the Chiefs are starting to get their own momentum. And although they might have beaten some underperforming <clears throat> teams, they absolutely massacred the Raiders. And I thought they looked good. I thought Mahomes was starting to look like Mahomes of his Super Bowl run years. I think it will be a shootout. I think we're going to see high scoring. I think we're going to have to see Bosa absolutely take it to Mahomes. Um, and I think that little bit of experience, not to put a downer on it, you know, we're going to perform well. We're just going to miss out. It'll be a positive. We will definitely then win the last two, sorry, we'll then definitely win the last couple of games. Who are we playing? We're playing uh, Raiders last, aren't we? Bef yes. uh, Broncos before them. And who's in between? Texans. That's it, Texans. So you've got a free win. I don't want to take it for granted, but the Giants, <laughs> the Giants win has made me realise exactly as John said in the intro, we played up. Finally, we're not getting dragged down to their level. And I think that's that's an easy win with two good divisional wins. Don't overreact when we lose a close game. I just think it's going to be close. But is, that, we're going to be is that a new hat? 
<laughs> You're gonna be eating it, boy. <laughs> All right. Well, uh just saw a comment coming here from uh our loyal listener, Michael Snow. Thank you, Michael, for everything. Asking if anybody's gonna be available with all the COVID going around. And that is a big concern here. Yesterday, everyone's making a big deal out of the fact that yesterday 37 players popped for COVID. Uh one of the largest numbers uh of the season. Uh obvious that whatever I, I don't know what the variant's called. Omnicron, Omnivind, whatever it's called. Transformers Anyways, variant. The transfer, yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> it's not good. Okay, it's not it's good. A, so. It's the license to print money variant. All right, let's. All right, politics away. Okay. <laughs> anyways, so anyways, uh, with that going around, obviously more and more people are popping positive. Uh, we've got Rashawn Slater, who again, it still possibly could play, but the fact that he <clears> tested positive is very very scary as far as you know one health we hopefully it's, he's got mild symptoms he probably should because he's vaccinated but two the chances of him of him playing are pretty unlikely in the thursday if it were a sunday game i'd say we've got a good shot of him playing but a thursday game is going to be hard um you know and then uh chris jones for the um uh for the chiefs also popping on that so potentially could that's or could big. not play so that that's is big really right big. it kind of helps us because again our our you know, that's a big pressure that they've been getting. He's been a big reason that they're uh, that over the last six weeks, they've had one of the top, you know, top five to 10 defenses in the league um, is, is his play. Uh, they moved him from the end uh, back into kind of the middle. Um, and I think that they've done a great job of really, you know, adjusting their defenses to what their strengths are. And they've done a good job. So that is scary. But I think at the end of the day, we need to consider like, okay, who's going to be out there on the field. So, Joe Lombardi having his press conference while we're doing this, and he said Trey Pipkins is taking yeah. all the left tackle snaps. Just all I can't I can't even. I just so there is a there's definitely the possibility that we're looking at a, a Pipkins Norton right and left tackle situation. This is this could get really ugly. So I don't as much as I'd like to say, oh, um, we're gonna have a shootout here. I don't know if we are. To be honest, the Chiefs deep offense has been playing poorly. Their one real big game is against the Raiders, who again, same team that they beat up for 40 points a couple weeks before. Yeah. Obviously the Raiders don't know how to call a defense. It's almost as if their defensive coordinator it says, hey, I'm just gonna run the same defense every game no matter what. It's weird. Weird. Huh. Anyways, so they obviously are blowing up against them, but everybody else over over the entire season they've had trouble scoring on. So I think our defense is playing well, and they're pretty healthy. So I think they have a good chance of keeping that uh, Chiefs defense from scoring a lot. My worry is that we're not going to be able to score to answer. So I think it's actually going to be a close game. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a blowout from either side, and I don't think it's a high-scoring game. I just don't think that's so. That's quite a bold call, to be fair. I, that, I Honestly, I, I might bet the under. I, it depends on what the mm -hmm. under is right now, but I just think missing Slater, I mean – I think I think what we've seen so far of all the guys who've missed time, besides Herbert, the most important player on the offensive side of the ball besides Herbert is Slater. Him and Lindsley have done such a great job protecting Herbert and giving giving this offense opportunity and time to take deep shots. That Guyton play doesn't necessarily happen if you've got no contain whatsoever. Yes, he had to roll out the throw, so maybe it does happen. I don't know, but I mean. <sighs> It's tough because, you know, um, online, Steve Haglin online mentioned that people need to be prepared for a lot of short, quick throws this uh, on Thursday. And if Slater is out, that's exactly what's going to happen. A lot of underneath stuff, a lot of quick throws. Unfortunately, we're going to see a lot of those god awful wide receiver screens. It's just going to happen. So Jared I don't Cook's think it's going to be busy helping out on the edge there. Yeah, when he's paying attention. When he's uh, paying attention. I, I honestly, Parham should, hopefully, Parham can feast. That I think he's the guy they should get involved. He he can catch those quick, quick throws. I think you know a lot more wide receiver screens oh. and dump offs, wheel routes, those kinds of things. They're going to have to figure out a way to evade pressure. 
because with Norton and Pipkins, if those are the two starting tackles, there's going to be pressure on Herbert and it's going to be ugly. So I don't think the offenses were, I think the defensive shine here. And, but to be perfectly honest, if I'm rating defense for defense, 100%, I've got the chargers way above the chiefs. Everyone can tell me how good they've been. Especially playing with Chris Jones out. Yes, exactly. Everyone keeps talking about, oh, the last six games. The last six games have been so good. Who have they played in the last six games? Yeah, and they've played they nobody. They played no the best, the best offense they've played that was healthy was the Broncos. And that was at Arrowhead. That's right. By the way, of the last six games, was it five of the last six have been at Arrowhead? So yeah, I'm sure they look great playing defense in Arrowhead at home. I I think at SoFi on the Thursday night. I think this is going to be a different Chiefs defense. So I don't really fear the Chiefs defense. I, I fear more about our offensive line failing us more than the defense stopping us. So I really don't think this is going to be a blowout. I think this is going to be a lower scoring and, game. And, than and this is why I, and this is why I think it's going to go into overtime because I think it, it, it will go back and forth. I'm not saying it's going to be a, a big shootout, but going on to the Pitkin scenario, left tackle. Um look, we made we've made adjustments over the last few weeks. Okay. We 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 played our um play variations of the nickel package on, on defence uh, against the Giants. We've adjusted without Keenan Allen. I know we were leading the game against the Giants, but we, we you know, we closed that game out with Austin Eckler. And I, and I do think that we're now, going back to what we said at the beginning of this podcast, we're able, we've got the confidence to change things up and, and adapt uh, during the game. Um, so so that's why I'm, I'm thinking that we'll, we'll overcome the hurdle and, and get a W in, in in OT. Obviously, if we can do it before, that'd be great. But the one thing that, that gives me hope as well, and I was looking at this, when we played against the Bengals, Burrow wants to air the, the ball downfield, as Mahomes does, okay? And we, we're forced turnovers, okay? And when we played against, well, it seems when we play against quarterbacks that are not able to make plays and, and extend the field with their arm, uh, we're not able to sort of generate uh, those turnovers and 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 basically go after the, the pass. And I think this is, again, where we can excel or at least capitalise on Mahomes because he's going to make some deep shots. You, you, you're going to guarantee that, especially if the Chiefs are trailing the game in the fourth quarter. And I just hope that our secondary c- can feast on that. And And I think because forcing the turnovers, I think, is where we're going to win this game. Which is, I think, what you're saying, John. You know, the defense. You, you, you prefer you. You've got more uh, trust in the Chargers' D uh, than the Chiefs' D. And yes, they have been playing better, but this is going to be a massive test for both teams, and it's going to come down to some nervy moments. We've got to cut out the crap with it with the penalties, and I know that's very, very difficult, especially with the with the, the officials flowing the flags like they do. But we've got to be disciplined, you know. Um, We've got to play this old cliche of, of a clean game, but we've done a, we've done a lot of things right this season, and we've we've also shot ourselves in the foot. I mean, it wasn't great against the the, the Giants in terms of red zone. I think we were three of six, weren't we? Something like that. So there's still areas to clean up. But I just with the with the momentum of this two game winning streak, you know, and the the thought of sitting atop of the AFC West. I think we'll. I think we'll do it. I think we'll we'll get over the line with the W. It's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Well, I'll tell you what. If we win this game with Pipkins and Norton as our tackles, I will guarantee us a Super Bowl for you. How about that for boldness? <laughs> Yeah. I think it's much more likely that Melvin Ingram comes back and embarrasses us as former players often do. He's, he's been playing brilliant. 
He's playing yeah, really, he's half playing a sack in his last two games, played angry. I think he will be the guy to benefit from even more playing time now Chris Jones isn't there. But I do think Rashawn Slater is, you know, Chris Jones is absolutely phenomenal. He is the bread and butter of their defence. He's absolutely stellar. He drops out, but so does Rashawn Slater. It's a, it's a player for a player, but that, you know, that still means they've got options to bring Ingram and rush him there and, and put pressure on. And I think, you know, that will cause us problems. If we win, I reiterate, we will be Super Bowl favourites for me. And no, nothing will get in our way. Wow, that's a it's a big turn of events from we're going to get crushed by the Chiefs to, hey, we could win. And guess what? We'd be Super Bowl favorites at that point. That is a, that's that's a big swing right there. You are you're filling it. You're, you're coming in with some mustard, uh, <laughs> as I would say, because that is, is mustard yellow you're wearing there. Um, all right, guys. Uh, you know, exciting game Thursday. We but we all think that there's a chance to win, but we all have our doubts. Uh, you know, Slater's availability is a big deal. Jones, uh, Jones's availability is a big deal. Um, you know, they said 37, 34 positives, uh, or 37 positives yesterday. Uh, Adam Schefter says they're probably going to announce about 24 more today. So we're going to, you know, this is an evolving situation. Not only do we not know if either of those two players are playing or not on Thursday, there could be more players deemed close contacts or who end up testing positive because of it. So, you know, hold your breath. Um, you know, more than anything else, I want to see their best first, our best. There's nothing I hate more than yeah. when, when a key player or two is missing and it's hard for you to say, well, yeah, you won, but blank wasn't there. Right. Like it's, it, it's tough to say, like, you can say, oh, well the chiefs beat, um, the Packers. Yeah. But they beat Jordan love and the Packers. Oh, the chiefs beat the Cowboys. Yeah. But they beat the Cowboys without Amari Cooper or CD lamb. CD lamb went down early in that game and Dak Prescott's not playing well. So you didn't really play their best. Right. It's like. Uh, when guys are missing, guys aren't playing. It's really hard to say, well, you know, did you really beat that team or did you just beat whoever was out there in front of you? Right. So, you know, that, the, you know, a lot to be said. So really hoping to see a good game this Thursday, really hoping to see, you know, a lot of healthy players on that team. So given what we know now, and again, I know this is subject to change, but given what we know now, who we believe to be playing on Thursday, who do I want to start with? Oh, do I want to be disappointed? Do I want to maybe feel a little more positive? Let's start with uh, Mr. Bez the Spaniard, what is your prediction for Thursday? 35-27 to the Chiefs. Okay, okay. 35-27, not bad, not bad. I mean, that seems right, that's I got possible. some crackling in my ears. Nope. 35-27, <laughs> okay. Waz, come on, pick me up, pick me up. Come on, give me something good. What do you got? 24-21 bolts. 24, oh, I like that. That's that's actually a lot closer to my line of thinking. Uh, 24-21, it, it felt right to me. This is going to be controversial, but I've got 2017 bolts. I think low scoring. I think 2017, I think both offenses are going to struggle a little bit. I really do. I think both offenses are going to struggle. I think there's going to be multiple turnovers. I'm putting the over under on turnovers at four wow. for the game. I think it's actually going to be more than that. I think there's going to be five or more turnovers this game. I just think that the way this is, I can see both both quarterbacks and both offenses really pushing to try to make that big play. Uh, you know, because I think early on, you're going to see a lot of short, quick passes, little dump offs, a lot of underneath stuff. I think both offenses are going to look like that early on. And I think it's going to get to the point where it's close and both offenses are going to say, you know what, we need to take the reins off and we need to go for it. And that's when the, that's when the turnovers are going to happen. So I'm, see, I, I'm predicting that there's going to be at least like maybe five turnovers this game. And I'm predicting at least at over half the turnovers happen in the second half. All right, so don't turn off the TV sets. I promise you, this is going to be a good game from start to finish. 
Anyone I, I else think, with some final words before we go? Yeah, I think it was interesting to hear Joey Bosa in the aftermath of the uh, victory of the Giants speak about uh, Herbert saying he's now starting to have a voice in the locker room and people listen to him. He's growing in stature, isn't he? You know, he's coming towards the end of his sophomore season. Um, you know, a hell of a slump, more, man. Hell of a yeah, slump. Yeah, yeah, hell of a slump. Yes. Um, just that, I think that was positive. And let's hope Derwin James is back. Yeah, let's hope. And that's going to be massive. It will. It'll be it would be very big boost for us if we can get him on the field. Um, I suppose my only uh, my only final comment would be uh, you know Justin Jones if he misses the game would be uh, a, a big miss because I don't know if he's been in close contact um, go you know going out and practice there. Uh, but can I just point out what what a phenomenal player to come back and uh, was he not a Telesco third round pick? You know. <laughs> He was he was there third round pick for the Chargers, so uh, maybe Telesco knows what he's doing in the third round after all. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> let's, let's, let's not forget he's had how many drafts now? How many drafts? How many third round picks to hit on one of them? I mean, even a blind squirrel finds a nut sometimes. That's all I'm saying. So, um, anyways, we'll we'll judge this after the season, uh, but. I think that we've got an exciting game on Thursday. I know you guys are both excited. I know at least Waz is staying up. Bez, I know you're in here. You may or may not sit uh, sit up for that, and that's okay. It's okay. We don't blame you. We, we get it. We get it. You know when you when you're feeling so not confident. I I, I don't blame you, but you're gonna miss an amazing victory. In Friday's gonna be rough for me. <laughs> it's gonna be a rough. You know, honestly, though, you can just run off the victory fumes, right? Yeah. Run off victory fumes. <laughs> Uh, all right, Bolt fam, it's great to have you with us as always. We love having you uh, tune into YouTube. We ha- love having you listen to our podcast. If you've got questions or comments, please, please, please send them to us. And yes, as, as Michael Snow mentioned, we did not get a chance to talk about the Palmer breakout. That was nice. Uh, I think it really goes more towards my mention that, hey, I think they can get rid of that Mike Williams guy. He's junk. Who needs him? <laughs> We've got Josh Palmer. We've got Keenan Allen. What else do we need? Okay, so I still say the, the Mike Williams call is better than the software slump call that's all i'm saying anyways thank you bolt fan for for joining us enjoy the game on thursday we'll be back next week to break down the amazing charger victory and what their path is to super bowl in la this year bolt up everybody